Welcome back to the show, Talk Back Live with Bob and Josh. Partly cloudy skies on the outside, 70 degrees now. And going to a high of 82 degrees in Memphis, Tennessee. I don't know how it is where our next guest is, ladies and gentlemen. We welcome to the show a contributor to TalkBackLiveNetwork.org, among other things. Ladies and gentlemen, our friend Justice Bolden. Justice, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning, Bob and Josh. Yes, sir. What's happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, it's happening. It's happening. Uh, there's uh, some news that trickled out of uh, a local recruit's Twitter page. Mm. That's the talk of the morning so far. Definitely, definitely, man. Malcolm Sanders. Matter of fact. Nine, 230 uh, pounds out of East High School. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, go ahead and talk about it, man. What, what yeah. do you think about, about what he had to say <laughs> and who it is and uh, what you think? Well, all signs are pointing to Malcolm Dandridge uh, committing to the University of Memphis probably for more than the past, I'd say, two months since the high school season even ended. And, and especially after Penny uh, was named head coach at the University of Memphis. So um, pretty much most of that has come out of you know his camp or, or his Twitter for their after has been positive related to the Memphis Tigers. And I think the latest announcement that he'll be committing soon Lens want to believe that it will indeed be Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers that Malcolm Dandridge chooses. Definitely, definitely, man. And talk about Malcolm Dandridge. He's one of the guys we've talked about um, here on the show uh, for a while. And uh, because, you know, a lot of people, and some people still may not know a ton about him uh, unless you're really, really paying attention to a lot of these guys. I know James Wiseman gets a lot of attention. But talk about Malcolm Dandridge, a guy who I like personally. I think would be a real good fit uh, for this team they got coming up. Well, Malcolm Dandridge is a three-time uh, state champion uh, on the East High East Mustangs, a power forward who uh, roughly is about six foot nine, two hundred and thirty pounds. He, he he has been as high as about two forty-five, two fifty last year, and during the uh, the time where they measure prospects, his his wingspan measured out around seven foot three. So he, he's an extremely long kid who can really play even bigger than his size. By the time he uh, his career is over with at East, him and Chandler Lawson will be amongst the two winningest players in the history of uh, Shelby County basketball in terms of the fact that they may be able to win four straight championships, which would just be unprecedented. Mm. Uh, but he is he's a throwback. He's a he's an old school big man in the mold of a Buck Williams uh, who used to play for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, uh, just a fierce competitor, long arms, very athletic, uh, intelligent basketball player. Doesn't show a ton of emotion out on the court, uh, but he is just a beast. He's a beast. Yeah, definitely, man. And I always like players like that, man. The physical, um, get it done, dirty, uh, hard nose type guy. I mean, you know, not dirty as in play, but you know, dirty as in get your nose dirty, get down and, and dirty, get it, get it done uh, type of guy. And that seems like. The guy he is, he's definitely got a body already uh, for college. Um, oh yeah, he, he he had a high school college body last year. 
as a sophomore. So it's even it's even more chiseled, and a lot of that is due to uh, you know his work with uh, Shabazz, uh, one of the better trainers in the, in the Mid South region. Yeah, definitely, man. Shabazz does a great job. Appreciate him for coming on the show a few weeks ago. As a matter of fact, kind of foretold the uh, situation uh, with Alex Lomax and Tyler Harris the day before. Um, and, you know, it all played out like um, he was hoping it would and everybody else. So it's uh, it's very interesting uh, being a Memphis Tiger fan right now, man. Do you feel like with the penny effect that's happening, and one of the big examples of it to me uh, is dangerous because ever since Penny got the job, it seems like I've seen Dandridge on Twitter a lot with these guys that are committed with Lomax and, and Tyler, and he's very uh, very vocal about how cool this is for the city and uh, how happy he is, um, you know, that this is going on to the point where I feel like, you know, and I hate to be too presumptuous, but I feel like it's pretty obvious what's going to end up happening if he commits something. Yeah, well, I mean, if it, if it's not the fact that he's committing soon, maybe it's the cat that's a cat emoji that's yeah. in the post <laughs> itself that leads one to believe that the tigers or the cats will be the be the choice. Mm-hmm. But Sanders, uh, he flashed himself this, um, you know, he flashed his game in Indianapolis at the Nike EYBL session two. Uh, he had a high of eighteen points in one game, and uh, you know, he was blocking shots. Uh, he was redirecting shots, catching balls off the rim, dunking on people, just just doing what he does, and he does it with with little to no fanfare. But I think when we look back a few years from now, uh, he'll be one regarded as one of the better big men in this class of 2019. Yeah, absolutely, man. Talking with Justice Bolden, Tom Beck Live uh, contributor here on the show, man. Talking about the, the Tigers recruiting and everything, and you brought up AAU, the Bluff City Legends. Um, what's going on from what you know uh, with them and some of the prospects they they got playing? Well, they just this the fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen uh, just finished up in Indianapolis this weekend, and uh, they got a number of prospects on any, uh, each of the teams. So, for instance, with the fifteen, they may uh, be as loaded as any other group. Uh, they're led by Jonathan Lawson, the six seven guard, uh, who, who's really been playing well as of late. Uh, also, Jalen Brown, who was who played for East and, and came off the bench, got some minutes. Six-three uh, guard. You know, I'm, I'm hearing that he's been playing above the rim. He averaged over 18 points a game in this past tournament. And also, there's a Caden Law, the six-five uh, kid who's blocking shots, rebounding, scoring everywhere. So that that team, that 15 team, is is, is loaded. And uh, you know, the 16, they got a lot of talent as well. And then you know, when you look at the 17. Uh, they finished three and one this past weekend. Uh, their only loss was to the New York Renaissance or the New York Renaissance, and they're led by Jalen Lecue, uh, who arguably, when the final rankings come out, he could be the number one player in the class of 2019, not James Wiseman. In fact, uh, they met at the rim, and uh, let's just say the six three Lecue ended up uh, putting Wiseman in a poster. But this uh-huh. kid, you know, he's he, he's got the uh, athleticism of a, of a West, Russell Westbrook. But overall, you know, Team Penny, or, or shall I say the Bluff City Legends, I've got to get used to it myself. They played well in this past uh, tournament. Chandler Lawson continued his his strong play. Malcolm Dandridge, who we talked about. And they also added uh, Mark Freeman. In their first game, Mark Freeman finished with seven assists and five steals. So his point guard play is going to help them out a lot. Uh, 
they ended up losing uh, Zion Harbin, who was one of the better guards in the class of 2021, a freshman. He moved on to Bradfield Elite out of St. Louis. So they picked up uh, Freeman, who is reclassified uh, to the class of 2019, meaning that he's likely to spend another year in some sort of prep school. Definitely, definitely, man. And it's going to be interesting uh, to see how that goes out, man, uh, with with some of these guys, especially, at least for me, when it comes to Memphis um, and what they plan on doing to round out the team for this season. Um, you know, because, I mean, you're still hearing some names here and there that are being uh, leaked out because, of course, you got the you still got the one more scholarship that is uh, available. And I guess maybe two. I don't know what's going to happen with Azob. But uh, I see a 6'7 wing, David Wingett. I believe that's how you say his name. Got an offer from Memphis. Um, and several other guys. A 2019 guy, um, Jalen Williams, got an offer from Memphis. I mean, Penny and Mike. Well, let's just say this. Let's yeah. just say this. The, the number one big man in the class of 2020. Isaiah Todd, which seems he's been offered from the Tigers as well over the weekend. Uh, the Adidas Gauntlet circuit was taking place in Atlanta, and Memphis was there to see him and also Jalen Green, who's the number one guard in that class of 2020, who, who ironically is playing on the circuit for Sam Mitchell and uh, the Ebo Adidas team. So uh, I think it was a bit presumptuous initially when we heard about uh, – Sam Mitchell being mentioned that maybe yeah. would jump to a conclusion that the Tigers didn't need a guy without uh, college experience or they needed a coach with college experience. But now we see more and more why Sam Mitchell is highly coveted by the Tigers. Not only the fact that he coached over 10 NBA All-Stars and played in the NBA, but also, uh, you know, he's right now working with some of the top uh, AAU athletes on the circuit. And, and Jalen Green, the kid out of Fresno, a 6'5 guard who Drawn comparison to some of the better high school players we've seen is one of those reasons. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, it's interesting about that whole thing with uh, with Sam Mitchell. I think, and I, I've heard some people say this, and, and I agree. It seems like that it's probably as done as we thought it was last week. I just, you know, I think they're having an advantage with him being able to have more freedom now without being officially the coach or officially the assistant coach right now. Uh, to go out and maybe you know mold some more relationships, so to speak, um, off the off the uh, off the record. Of course, nothing, nothing dirty, but just taking advantage of what you can do um, right now. Yeah, I think you may be on the right track. It doesn't seem that the Tigers are too urgent to fill that slot, especially right now. Rodney Hamilton uh, gets a chance to sit in that assistant seat and go on the road and recruit. So that's a big advantage of having. You know, Madlock and Hamilton, two guys that already have college experience, have been in the game for a long time, to get out on the road and, and start to build those uh, relationships with the recruits. So, and, and then when Penny himself shows up, and he's got on the, the most exclusive Nike gear that you can you can find, and he's bringing out the phone posits. I know he had on the navy blue yep. University of Memphis sweatsuit, and oftentimes his his wardrobe. You know, what he's wearing is, is the talk of the tournament as well. And, and the, the prospects know when he walks in the door. They know. So uh, the University of Memphis right now, they've got an advantage. And uh, they're able to play with the big dogs. So the Kentuckys and the Dukes of the world, all of a sudden they have a new competitor that they didn't expect to have just three months ago. And it's because of the University of Memphis' decision to hire Penny Hardaway. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. And it, it, it's so funny you talk about the, the things he's wearing. 
And some people laugh at that, man. But I mean, I think you know, with this era of um, of young people, man, this it matters. That stuff matters, man. I mean, you heard James Wiseman, I believe the Commercial Appeal, talked to him last week, and he was talking about how uh, how Penny dresses and how he had the you know the flat brim, the snapbacks on, and you know how how none of the other coaches dress that way. Do you think that has a bigger impact than than some would think? It's just Penny's whole persona, his style. This is him. It's not him uh, being someone who he's not. It's yeah. him just being himself. So, you know, when you look at the sprinter, uh, the recruiting van, the BMW van that's souped up and, you know, his gear and the choice of music, you know, they, they listen to the finesse two times. So, you know, <laughs> the, the kids, they already know, man. You know, we're riding with Penny. This is how we're going to roll. We're going to ride in style. we got the best practice facility in the country. Our play, our, we're going to wear the color schemes that are going to come out. You know, when, when you guys start to hear about, you know, I've heard some of the things, and I won't mention it now, but when some of these color schemes start to drop in, in different uniforms and things, the Tigers are just going to take it to another level. So it's just the, the penny effect. Yeah, the penny effect is real. Um, and I'm, it's I, real. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely real. And I'm very much looking forward to uh, seeing how the season goes on, man. It's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quite a journey uh, with this whole thing. But any any other prospects, just in your mind, that you have an eye on, that either you want the Tigers to take a look at, or that you're seeing the Tigers are taking a look at. Well, I, I think that they're they're doing a good job of taking a look at prospects in all classes. So well, even when you look locally in the class of 2020, and you see Cameron Matthews and Matthew Morrell, over two kids I didn't mention who were on that 16. These kids are high high Division one players. You know, you wish that uh, there was room on the roster for Joe Cooper, a 6'2 left-hand out of Olive Branch, who's just been killing it, Um, you know. But Memphis has already, you know, they've already got two points on, so he's got to go somewhere. But, of course, Matthews and uh, Morrell are going to be high, the two juniors uh, that uh, attend uh, Olive Branch for Matthews and uh, Whitehaven for Morrell. Those two are going to be really high on the Tigers' radar. And then, of course, we, we've already mentioned Isaiah Todd, seven-foot, uh, next-generational type big man, uh, who the Tigers are really looking at, Jalen Green out of Fresno. Uh, and, of course, Mal- uh, Malcolm Dandridge is, is the kid that they want. But James Wiseman is possibly the linchpin to the class, along with Chandler Lawson, because those two in particular, their experience of having played together and played alongside Lomax and Dandridge could pay dividends, but it is going to be a recruiting battle to the bitter end uh, when it relates to Kentucky and Memphis for the rights to or the services to James Wiseman. Definitely. So and how that big, is really probably going to be the recruiting battle of the, of the summer. And I was going to ask you uh, about Wiseman, who I've seen looks like, um, as expected, is playing pretty well. What, how would you describe his game? You know, because people always talk about James Wiseman, James Wiseman. But what what do you? How would you describe the way he plays, and how it would translate to the college level? Well, uh, in terms of the college college level, I see similar similarities to a Chris Bosh uh, at that level. He probably will dunk more, play more around the rim uh, than Bosh did. But he's he's a strong left hander. He runs the floor like a gazelle. He can rebound, alter shots, block shots. He just brings the entire package in terms of a seven-footer. He can stretch it all the way out to about 18 feet, though it seems that he's most comfortable within 15 feet. But he's just a constant threat to uh, rebound or put balls back in. He catches everything around the paint. So um, he may not be 
the the Kevin Garnett number one prospect, but he's not far behind. You know, he he's 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 amongst some of the, the better uh, number one prospects that we've seen come through the pipeline, and hopefully, you know, he's able to keep that uh, that ranking. But more so than anything. He's the linchpin and probably the difference between the University of Memphis or, or Kentucky getting a number three or a number four class and a number one class. So I think if you're able to land James Wiseman and you're the University of Memphis, you will indeed have the number one recruiting class in 2019. Definitely, man. And last guy I want to ask you about here, um, listen, I don't know pops in my head, is a Matthew Hurt, who's been talked about a lot also now. Looks like, um, and I've, I've heard about this before the last few days about, you know, how close he is with Mike Miller and everything. Do you feel that's a realistic possibility? Because you look at the teams that are after him. It is an all-star cast of teams. Um, if you talk about going up against the Blue Bloods uh, for this kid, uh, five-star four, Matthew Hurt. Uh, what, what do you think about that? Well, well Matthew Hurt and, and uh, Trendon Wofford, Trendon Wofford being the small forward, and uh, Hurt being the power forward are two kids that Mike Miller has had a strong relationship with. In fact, Wofford, uh, who's a consensus top 10 prospect or top 15 prospect for that matter, uh, five-star small forward, he played for M33M uh, last summer. And so they've got a strong relationship. Mike Miller works them out. And then uh, same token when you talk about Hurt, he's, he's from the Minnesota area, um, which Mike Miller played for the Wolves. And, uh, you know, Miller's had a chance to work him out. There's a strong relationship there. So I would think that the Tigers are going to be there until the end for both of those prospects because there's a simple fact that Mike Miller is an NBA guy. He can help those guys get to the NBA. At least that's the pitch that uh, I think is coming out of the University of Memphis camp. And especially if you end up with a, a Sam Mitchell, Tony Madlock, Penny Hardaway coaching staff, that it puts the Tigers in a good position. To land those type of recruits, so I would think hurt right now, maybe maybe leaning towards another school. But I would say the Tigers are at least there forty percent. That number could continue to grow over the next few weeks. Definitely, definitely, man. It's going to be interesting. And I tell you, one thing with the Penny and Company, they definitely keep you uh, on the lookout, man. There's so many names consistently pop up. They are all over the place when they're getting guys, all different classes, 2019, 2020. 2022 doesn't matter. They're looking at them and they're going to reach out to them. I think they've done a great job in the early stages of. Uh, and and that's, that's the lure of Penny Hardaway. You know, he's he's hopping on the private jet. Uh, the Tiger fans and and anyone who follows him on on uh, Instagram or Twitter know where he's going, and and uh, he's just he's just very engaged, and uh, that's what Tiger Nation was looking for. And it seems Tiger Nation has exactly would it want it in Penny Hardaway. All right, man. And uh, I think we got to call him with to ask a question. If you got a moment, Justice, wants to ask us a question here, go to the phone lines. And we got Carl on the line wants a question. What's up, Carl? Good morning, Justin. What's up, man? How you doing? I am doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to talk for a few minutes. Here's my question. It count twofold. Would Memphis fans be upset? And I want to take the three guys at East right now, three people graduated in 2019. If they lose out, not coming to the University of Memphis, if they went to a blue blood school like Duke, Kentucky, or Kansas, would the Memphis fan base be upset if those three went to another school? Or would they be satisfied if Penny got Danrich 
and lost the other two. Okay. Uh, Justice, what do you think? Well, if, if, if you're talking about three kids at a school, if you get one, one out of three, 33%. I don't think that's what uh, Memphis fans want or Penny Hardaway wants. So at minimum, at minimum, you need two out of the three. And so if, if, if it's Dandridge and it's Lawson, you already have a monster class. Just with those two alone, because they're two of the better players at their position on the circuit, Chandler Lawson, in the uh, tournament down in Dallas, was the best player on Blood City Legends, not James Wiseman. So we're talking about a kid at seven foot three that they put at the top of the press, and he has the uh, agility, the dexterity, the flexibility to be able to guard any position out on the wing. So I think that as long as you can land two of those three, you can bring in Lawson and Dandridge. The Tigers are going to be in a good position. So whether it's but uh, of course getting uh, Wiseman that just takes you over the top. So. Uh, let's say we want them. We want them all. The Tigers want them all. They want all three prospects. So, and there's no reason why Penny Hardaway won't have a shot at all three, and a strong chance to land them. Well, I agree with that. But you say, sir, but you know the Memphis fan base. You know how they can be. That's true. And honestly, to me, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't call it a loss if you don't get all three. And that's just me now. You know, and then I understand you you expect it because one mainly because Penny coached him in high school. But you gotta you gotta understand there's other factors, there's other coaches that are involved in these situations. You know, and you're talking about big time coaches. You know, you're not just talking about Murray State coming in taking guys from Memphis. I don't think you gotta worry about that too much. But at the same time, you, you're dealing with Coach Cows of the world, the the Bill Selfs and et cetera, uh, for these guys. You can't just expect just because Penny coach them that automatically they'll come and I wouldn't be I wouldn't hold it against them if they don't I'm not going to hold it against Penny I'll put it that way um, especially with the guys the other guys that he's in on as well you know what I mean and that's just me uh, but what, what do you think about what I'm saying one way one way or another when the dust settles there will be a fourth or a five star power forward in the, on the University of Memphis roster next year whether it's whether it's Dandridge or whether it's another. And I think the same is going to hold true for a center. So when you look at what they've done in this recruiting class by adding Antoine Jones, who I think really is a is an unbelievable player who the Tiger fans are going to really like. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. you got Lomax and uh, Tyler, the two best guards in the city. Uh, you know, you've added a shooter in Jaden Hardaway, who I think is going to develop over time. And then you got a 16 uh, power forward in Maurice, Isaiah Maurice, who already, you know, has skills and who's already played the college game. So I think the Tigers have set themselves up. Once you add in those quality big men, whether it's a Trenton Wofford at the, on the wing, whether you're adding a Malcolm Dandridge, a Chandler Lawson, a James Wiseman, look who we're talking about. We're talking about the Tigers competing with the, the big dogs for some of the top players in the country. But Penny has, has indicated that they're still going to go out and and look for those diamonds in the rough as well. So they won't just be recruiting five stars solely, but the fact that you mentioned and you have a strong chance with so many kids that are at the top of their game lets you know that the University of Memphis is going to be fine. And, no, I, I wouldn't hold it against uh, Penny if he didn't land Wiseman because Kentucky's been recruiting Wiseman since he was in the ninth grade. Exactly. So, yeah. to be honest, uh, Memphis is somewhat late to the party, but they made up ground when – Wiseman decided to leave Bradville Elite and play for Team Penny. And once his family decided to leave Nashville and come to Memphis, because let's not forget, 
his sister is a senior at the University of Memphis, so she's been attending that school for four years. So that I think the Tigers are going to have a strong chance when it all said and done. Definitely, definitely, man. And you know, I, I agree one hundred percent. I'm going to tell you this: what I do admire about how Penn is doing things is the fact that he's not getting lost in the sauce, so to speak, as far as when you talk about five-star recruits, when you talk about this, that, and the other, that, oh, I got to get these guys, I got to get them or nothing. No, I mean, he's going after them because he feels he can get them just like he feels he can get anybody. But at the same time, that's not the reason he's going after them just because they're a five-star. If there's a three-star he likes, he's going to go after them. Two-star, whatever the case is, like you Talk about um, the guy, Connor Crabtree, that committed to Tulane. Perfect example. He's felt he was a good player. He's going to go after him. And I, I admire the way Penny is looking at this level-headedly. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Penny, Penny is uh, – and, and there'll be some cases where they'll go look at a kid. They'll bring a kid in, and they, they may decide, you know what, uh, he's not what we want. So uh, that that will happen, too. Just because you hear the Tigers mentioned, they're looking at a guy. They've gone full throttle, but it just lets you know the level at which his his staff and is going to go out and find players. And Tony Madlock, Tony Madlock is capable if he's qualified to be the University of Memphis coach, let alone an assistant. This is a guy who's been in the game for 21 years. He's worked in different programs throughout the South and the Mid South, all the way to Texas and UTEP. So having the experience of Matt Madlock is just invaluable. And also, he was Penny's point guard. So Penny trusts him. Uh, this, this relationship spans back 25 years. Absolutely. So I think the Tigers are they're in a good place right now. I, I put the University of Memphis and their three-man staff up against anybody in the country right now. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think they're doing a great job. And got another question for you, Justice. Um, 49er Jay wants to ask you a question. Uh, 49 how you doing? What's going on, Justin? Good morning again, Josh. Mm-hmm. Justin, my question to you is how excited is it to be back talking about some of these top recruits with the possibility of coming to the University of Memphis? How exciting is this and how, how a year, what, what, how, you know, the difference in a year make? How exciting is, is it to you to talk about some of these recruits? That's my question to you right now. Well, 49J is certainly exciting. Uh, you know, I had the privilege and the pleasure of attending the University of Memphis as an undergrad and a grad student from 2002 uh, to 2012, off and on. So uh, I spent a lot of years at the University of Memphis on campus attending games and following recruiting. And so we're back where uh, Memphis is supposed to be. And I say we, and I, I say that as an alumni of the University of Memphis. So it is no no doubt about it. It's exciting. It's uh it's what the city needed, and it's what is, is expected at the University of Memphis. You know, Tubby um, Smith had his opportunity, and we see this third contrast between the two styles. And uh, it was just a perfect match for Memphis. So to be talking about, uh, you know, the possibilities of adding James Wiseman and Chandler Lawson and Malcolm Dandridge and already having Alex Lomax and Tyler Harris in the fold, that's enough right there. You know, there was no way that anyone could have predicted that you would get Tyler Harris and Alex Lobax, and you ended up with both. So I think another thing, and I want uh, man, you got to get back on, get back on that uh, boat that you got off. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Forty nine, are you still there? How would sight? Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, how would a sight? How exciting will it be come this October or whatever for Midnight Madness? And I know you'll be in the house, but I just, 
I'm just looking forward to just seeing the the crowds and the enthusiasm that's gonna go on in the in the city in the gym. And I just want to know how uh, exciting is it gonna be for you to just be back and uh, reminiscing of the days of when the FedEx Forum was jam packed to the ceiling for a midnight madness. How exciting would that be for you? Well, I. I uh, it, it will be no doubt exciting. I can I attended uh, the Wichita State University Memphis game this year, and uh, as I was sitting in, in French Row, the one thing I thought about was, man, you know this place isn't packed. You know I could pretty much walk wherever I wanted to and just sit down, mm-hmm. and that's not Tiger basketball. Well, we have to get back to where those fans are feeling, and I think we're going to be there now with Penny at the helm. You know they probably already sold, uh, you know enough tickets to just about fill up the place anyway. Uh, that momentum is there, and so that's that's what it's about. You you want to go back, and it's, it's going to be like a reunion. All the old friends, the old boosters, everybody that you used to see, they're going to be right back at the game. So that and that's what it's all about. So this is uh it's a it's a great time to be a Tiger, and uh, the Dukes, the Kentuckys of the world, they better beware because Memphis is coming for them. Best believe. That's right. Well, keep bringing every good news, Justin, and uh, look forward to hearing some more good uh, recruit news from you. Talk to you later. Thanks, man. All right, thank you. All right. All right, that was uh, 49er J, another good question there. And, you know, you just see, you know, from, from calls like that and different people we talked to since uh, the penny hire and everything. And like I said, you know, people know what our stance was with Tubby Smith, and it was never anti-penny was the case. You know, it, it's always pro-Memphis, and I'm glad to see uh, the Tiger program in a place where people are happy, the expectations are high, and the fact that I believe Penny has done a good job in balancing how the narrative has been put out there. You know, I remember um, when he did his first real presser as coach. You know, he's out there talking about, hey, you know, you know, I, we we expect to do this, we expect to win, and he's embracing everything that comes with the job, and I I respect that. No, Penny's doing exactly what he needs to do. Uh, to he, he's he's about as transparent of a coach as I've ever seen, especially for his first year, and and he's confident. So the the idea that the Tigers are going to go and win the uh, conference in his first year that is the expectation, and I think they can meet that expectation. The Tigers have a team that can do that and be in the first in the tournament and make some noise this season. So they've got that one scholarship left. It's going to be interesting to see how they feel it. But the Tigers are a threat. So Cincinnati, Wichita State, you know, I, I know there were uh, some who thought that they would be the class of the league. Those days are over with. Memphis is uh, is coming for Cincinnati. Absolutely, man. And can't wait for the season to get kicked off, man. Um, going to keep uh, keeping the people updated on information. And uh, anything else uh, you want to hit us with before you go? Well, I'm assuming we'll be here this time next week, and, and oh, yeah. it may have been a recruit. Um, you know, we've, we've had a couple of live evaluation periods now to, uh, you know, have, to have a lot of these prospects being evaluated. So uh, the next big one comes up around May, if I'm not mistaken. There's two in May, uh, mid-May, and then there's the Memorial Day. Uh, the EYBL will be in Hampton, Virginia. So that's uh, going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting, but... Uh, Let's follow Malcolm Dandridge and see how this thing goes over the next ten days or so. Definitely, definitely, man. And just to let people uh, in on a, on a sneak peek there <coughs> uh, for next week, we're efforting 
uh, to get a uh, guy who has uh, it's been a while since he's been on the show, Bob, mm-hmm. uh, is uh, William Bedford. Oh, yeah. Talked to him the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a flashback that a lot of Tiger fans mm-hmm. remember that name, uh, as well as a friend of the show in the past as well, man. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. everything to get him on uh, for next week. Said uh, next week will be good, so we're going to uh, try to get that set up for Tiger Talk Tuesday next week. It'll be really interesting to see how um, Tiger legend like himself thinks of what's going on right now. Yes, indeed. Definitely. Yeah, and, and Bill Bedford is a Tiger legend. You heard that, Bill Bedford. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is a Tiger legend, yes. Absolutely. Uh, number six pick, and I want to say the 86 draft. Uh, just an unbelievable college athlete. Mm-hmm. Him and Keith Lee, the way they played that high-low, uh, they both could shoot, they both could you know play around the rim, they both could block shots. Those guys could go. Definitely, definitely, man. And can't wait to talk to him um, about everything going on, man, and and things of that nature. But yeah. Justice, man, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. Yeah. And get that information, and uh, as well as Talkback Live uh, website and all that. Yeah, talkbacklive.org and also Twitter, Justice S. Bolton. They can follow me there. Definitely, okay. Definitely, man. Uh, appreciate you for joining us, bro. Hey, thanks again, man. We appreciate it. All right. Until next time. Go Tigers. All right.